So voila, it's Isusko, aka the Rapping AD, aka the Time Scheduler. Um, hope everyone's well. I want to start off with shout outs, as promised, to those who dropped a review in the Apple Podcast. So my big ups are going out to Steve Daly, the rigor extraordinaire. Lucy Kelly, second AD to the stars. Jonathan, first AD, Sidders Sidwell, golf bros legend. Fiona, the wife sent from the gods, Hodge. Uh, Alice, APC, Carter, put Carter. Uh, Bugsy, the real deal, Riverbank still. And my two beautiful production peeps, Toby Lucas and Harriet Staples. Massive, massive love going out to them. Massive love going out to you. Um, if you want a shout out, drop me a review. I'm going to do this for the next couple of weeks. Uh, now I think that's enough from me. So let's get started. So, film family, um, every single day I'm having fantastic chats with people in the industry who, you know, you get to have little snippets of conversations with on a day to day, but we're just so damn busy on sets that you never get to really have a proper chat. And I'm so pleased that I get to have you know, a 45 hour chat with this man um, because I love what he does. I love his energy on set. He's such an amazing person to be around. Um, so firstly, big up and massive love for coming on, sir. So what is your name and what do you do? My name is uh, Fergal Connolly and I am a home economist. <laughs> so what does that mean? What does that mean for you? Yay! <laughs> um, so I, I like to call myself a food stylist. Mm-hmm. Um, home economist is sort of the traditional onset name for us. Um, the origins of a home economist would be that they came um, client side. Uh, okay. So they would have they would have worked if, say, for an example, if I worked for Nestle, mm-hmm. uh, they would have worked in Nestle's head office rather than a freelancer like I am now. Oh, okay. And um, I think home economist is a term which is used home economics or whatever, that would have been your background. Yep. Um, but food stylist, I think, is more sort of up-to-date term. I mean, it's yeah. not always it's not always on the call sheet, but mm-hmm. if people ask you, I always say food stylist rather than home economist, but people will know both, both sort of names. Um, and that sort of comes with your responsibility on set is all the food that goes under camera, you're mm-hmm. responsible for. Okay. And... How, how do you start getting it? Did you to like, you know, a love of cooking from a young age or what was your path in? Uh, it, it's an un, it's sort of an unconventional pathway because um, I'm not sort of, I didn't go like running up um, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, I started off as a, in professional cookery. So makes sense. Chef, um, yeah, makes sense. I, I've, I've been cooking for dough since I was 15. Hey, <laughs> um and uh yeah part-time jobs or whatever working in Mm -hmm. hotels and restaurants uh did a hotel management degree which is neither use nor ornament really yeah but um knew that i wanted to be a cook but a hotel manager to your parents sounds better than being a chef (laughs) and probably pays a little bit better um, but never worked as a hotel manager or anything i worked as a bag boy in a hotel for a while which was quite amusing but does that you know does that give you you know does that not non-creative logistical background kind of help at all with your creativeness work is work and it's all transferable everything you do you 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 know all all the good habits all the best practice that you were taught when you're trained to be a bellhop to work in a supermarket to you know all the all the jobs that you've done to work as a builder's assistant all those things they're all transferable because Mm. it's work and I mean, without getting too sort of uh, uh, philosophical about it. Go for it, man. It's the social thing of work, the Mm -hmm. connection of people at work that we don't just go to work to work. We go to work to be sociable, to be sort of to interact with other people. I mean, some people go to work specifically to work and don't interact with people, but most of us go for for the social. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you're, having, you're having heart surgery and the dude's like, oh, I was in the pub the other day. You're like, whoa, 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 chill your beans. You yeah. can straight on the heart, brother. <laughs> but yeah, film sets, it's like, it's the connection. It's the talking to people. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that something that you, when you were kind of wanting, when you were becoming a chef, you went, oh, I quite like film sets. Or we, did that just, did it just fall No, in? That, that was, it, it definitely was a long way off that. I mean, um, 
yeah, I was cooking in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I, I'm born in Dublin in Ireland, uh, yep. so I'm an emigrant. <laughs> um, came to London. Ish. Came to London to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I really enjoyed being a chef, young man, yeah. um, working in London, bit rock and roll at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of what kind but, of Kate, what kind of chefing were you doing? Uh, so. I, w- I was working in a Michelin star restaurant in Dublin where I did wow. an apprenticeship mm-hmm. before, uh, sorry, after catering college, then came to London. Somebody from that restaurant said, you need to go and work for Anton Edelman, who was at Savoy Hotel on the Strand. Love it. So I went there for a couple of years and kind of that really honed me and really sort of shaped me into, I'm ready to become a sous chef or a head chef at some stage. And then I went to the States for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, worked in a restaurant in Florida, uh, built a restaurant from the ground up, uh, Irish Irish investor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, really, really great experience. Uh, so I was a sous chef, my mate was the head chef. And it, it was like from a building site to a restaurant, quite successful. Um, it's still there today. Um, but I left after a couple of years because I, I kind of wanted to come back to the UK and uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something in food. Mm-hmm. I wanted to maybe write about food. Nice. Um, uh, or definitely think more about it rather than just cook it. Because cooking in restaurants is like process. It's all sort of, I'm working on the fish section or the mm. risotto section. And I make 25 of those risottos every lunchtime. And I'm tasting that risotto every lunchtime. I don't like risotto anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know those sort of processes is it's not really cooking it's just churning it out and I thought I'm not unless it was just me cooking or and and cooking for like four people or something like that it was it begun to sort of became a bit of a grind Mm. um so I enrolled in a food science um degree in Scotland in Dundee because there's no fees (laughs) <laughs> thank you very much no fees in scotland <laughs> uh and and uh quickly quickly enough we had a visit from a, a home economist stroke food stylist um while we were there in our first year and she came and spoke to us for a module and i thought yeah i want to do that that's kind of i want to work in in food in the media yeah. on shoots writing recipes cooking food cooking different food um so can i ask what what kind of age did you have that little moment were you mid-20s yeah 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 i was a mature student so i was like 26 27 okay um and i was still cooking in restaurants to pay for you know summer holidays you know as a student or whatever i was working yeah. weekends in restaurants and stuff like that so i was still cooking but i mm. i knew that i wanted to do this um and then um in my final year uh, we did a practical sort of placement thing um, where we went out for 12 weeks to work in the industry. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of chose, based on their sort of contacts book, you kind of chose what what you wanted to do. And I went to, um, I was in Scotland and I went to Dundee. Sorry, I went to London. I was yeah. in Dundee. Yeah. Um, and uh, I worked um, for three um three ladies who have a or who had a company of food stylists and writers and Mm -hmm. presenters sort of a all-encompassing little company in Peckham um and they kind of did a did a broad variety of things like one of them was a tv presenter uh like cookery tv presenter yeah Uh, one of them was um a a recipe writer and one Mm -hmm. of them was a food stylist but they all did food styling and they all did stills tvcs you know everything Hmm. so i went and worked for them for 12 weeks for free and they were like you need to do this you know you need to go freelance you're you're ready to go because i was a mature student it's like yeah you're kind of at the right age you're focused you know what you want to do um you're not going to be like a late teenager where you're going out every night or Hmm. you're you're kind of you're kind of sensible you're kind of grown up um, and I did a few commercials um, and I really liked them. I, I really liked the sort of, yeah, lots of people all working together. Mm. Um, I mean, food commercials sometimes aren't, aren't the most exciting things. Uh, but 
you do a few that aren't exciting you do yeah. a few that are oh, exciting that's it it's that well that's that's every job in the world you know yeah. You, it's, yeah. some of them are gonna and and i guess you know is there a time of the year that just suddenly just goes shoo, you're like yeah no. yeah uh christmas christmas is sort of notorious love um, christmas <laughs> i love it it's like the amount of times we're outside someone's house and you just got massive big tents and like 15 yeah. ovens and it's just yeah. and i and and looking at that process and you kind of mentioned earlier about you know maybe wishing you'd come up the running I, I honestly don't feel like if you'd come in the industry and done seven years of being a runner that you would be prepared to run that let you know it's like you're basically you, you are running a restaurant when when you're when oh, we're at the height of it it's like all yeah. of that prep that you've done man that's yeah. Yeah, invaluable yeah. yeah that that that's that's like uh planning organizing controlling you know that's that's sort of that's proper proper sort of catering it's mm. not um and and you have to you have to turn it out again and again and again for repeats mm. um and yeah, I mean, it's you need a professional cookery background, yeah. and if if I get, you know, you you probably get uh, CVs from from people looking to step up or looking to mm. run or whatever. Um, if I get CVs, I always look at like I'm not really interested in anything other than the professional cookery bit because as if you have an assistant or somebody to help you, which I usually do day to day, um, it's not just somebody to make you a tea or a coffee. It's yeah. like make me a bechamel, make me roast me that beef yeah. uh, so i don't care meat. if you got you know an a star in maths and two b's yeah. in, in science yeah. it's like what have you done in a kitchen you need to be yeah you need to be ready to go and you, you just need to be able to make stuff up and also i mean we're probably getting ahead here but um the soundboard thing i mean i, I need somebody to sort of say what do you think do you think that looks good mm. and i don't need somebody to go yeah yeah that looks great I need yeah, yeah. somebody to say, mm, maybe it needs a bit more color. Maybe it needs a bit, you know, that yeah. they know how food looks hmm. rather than, yeah, it looks great. No, but yeah. that's, that's exactly the same for me with the, with the ADing. You kind of sit down at lunch and you're talking with your first about the schedule for next day and you, and having those opinions and questions, you kind of, most of the time you, you know, in your gut what's right. But when you, there is that time, having someone that's just not a yes person, that's got to be invaluable. Yeah. Now, what would you like, I say it on every podcast, but this kind of going out for a media, a media, media student or a, or a, or a film student, what, apart, you know, I guess cooking at home and, and reading and learning and tasting is important, but you know, what can they, where can they go to learn from the pros? What should they, should they go to, are there courses? Are there things, where can they start their journey? Yeah, I mean, you can you can definitely underpin stuff with academics and stuff, you know, to, to sort of say, well, by by reading and you can you can definitely self train yourself. Hmm. Um, but I think working working in a cafe or I know it's 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 a short term thing, but getting that initial speed of being able to do things quickly and efficiently and tidily as well, that you're not just leaving a bomb site behind you. It definitely helps. Practical cookery experience is, and you know, it's it's not appealing because it's it is hard work and it's generally restaurants and stuff for long hours. Um, yeah. I mean, it's that was my first job. My first job was a chef's assistant back in the day, and it, it taught me. It taught me it was like you get you have to be there on time because I need yeah. the onions cut and the prep thing and the un and the ovens on and you know yeah. and then you get and he, he stuck me on the grill towards the end of he stuck me on the grill. I did tuna and I just totally undercooked it. And he just looked at it, it was like. Back in the kitchen, I was like, "All right, chef." <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it's like, but I loved it, and that, and you know, the training, the training of kind of timing, and you know, as a sixteen-year-old that had just gone through school and was like, yeah. kind of starting A levels, having not a teacher that's like, "Yeah, all right, miss, I'll tuck my shirt in." Having to go to work on a Saturday, yeah. on a Sunday, yeah. and and it teaches you, it instilled that kind of turn up on time, work hard keep your smile on your face even when there's smoke everywhere and in, in, in your coffin you've got to keep prepped how do you yeah. are there things that you do to train yourself to be that kind of have that single vision of this i need to hit this time for this plate of food i think that's part of your training that you it, it my training was a bit regimented it was a bit it was what you would call the brigade system and it's a bit okay. sort of it's very formal 
it's a clear, it's like the army. It's a clear chain of command, you know, one guy at the top and then a few filters below him. And I think you kind of, you kind of knew you took with that, you were responsible for a certain part of it and you took ownership of that. And that's it. You know, it's, it's quite, it's quite simple. It's quite cut and dry. You either toe the line or you don't. And there's, there's no sort of, I don't think you, you need to be a maverick about things. I think you just, you don't need to be a hero about things. You just yeah. do it, do your job. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I think that's just, that's just a training thing. I think that's just the way I've been taught. Over and is that something that you then advise? It's like working in a cap, but then to be able to get to working in a Michelin star restaurant, do you just go in as a like you know clean the plates or are there things that you could have done to get to that point i'm not sure what you're saying um i guess what um you know for you to 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 come on set and to be a an extremely efficient and very good food stylist having a michelin background having yeah. you know being able to to style a plate of food and and, and having yeah. that eye for someone that wants to get in to get that first batch of knowledge I, you know do they just turn up at a michelin star restaurant and just say give us a job you, yeah you can do yeah and you, like in your example you will start at the bottom and and work your way to hopefully towards the top you know mm. i mean that's that's kind of how yeah i i think i think that's certainly how i started that I, you know you show an interest you say i want i want to work in food i want I want a job people will you know it's a it's usually a two-minute interview at the back door having a cigarette and a cup of coffee <laughs> like i mean it was it's not, yeah, yeah. not you know it's it's that that industry has really changed it's really it's sort of unrecognizable mm-hmm. um from what it was um but it's certainly still that sort of system of you know all that abuse stuff is gone yeah. All that sort of people shouting at one another and people being horrible to one another. It's gone because it's not the way to work. Mm. That sort of autocratic system is just, you know, like like in every industry, like in mm. our industry. Yeah. It's like be nice and people will work better for you. If be you nice, are, work hard. Yeah. I keep hearing. Yeah. Your first day on set. So you you kind of you you've got your background. You've you've done yeah. you've been you've been at the height of of of, of cooking in a, in a in a top restaurant. Was learning the film language something that was tricky, or was it quite <laughs> close to a, a being in a kitchen? No, man. It's like really. really <laughs> I still don't know anything what they're talking about. <laughs> I, it, we do now, yeah. it, but it, it it's sort of by by asking people all the technical language that people have mm. we've got it too but we just don't hear it and or, or other people don't hear it so they they don't really ask yeah. but yeah it's it, it 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 is really really tricky that is because we're not from we're not from that background and you know although my initial in to the industry was by doing stills photography mm. so doing cookbooks and magazines first of all nice um, which is, you know, which is great training as well in itself because it's, you know, it's it's editorial work. Mm. So it's does that give you some sort of sense of relationship for camera? So it's like, oh, the camera's up there, so this bit of the plate yeah. needs to look different. Yeah. So you get used to looking at things, and and food photography is quite specific. Um, there there is a classic sort of food photography shot, which is that sort of three quarters there backlight there <laughs> and and you know it really really works because um shallow depth of field wide angle lens all that sort of stuff and you knew about that you knew about that before you did tv series mm. tv commercials so you knew about you know uh you i did a photography course as well to sort of underpin that a little bit oh wow nice um a, a practical course where you develop your own film and all that sort of stuff so yeah. I kind of knew about lenses and I knew about depth of field and I nice. knew about from working with photographers, I knew about classic food photography, as it were. Yeah. I knew a little bit about lighting um, and how to sort of get, get more light into things and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, the fashion in, in sort of food photography, 
which has been sort of, I suppose, since about the mid 90s, is to use natural daylight rather than tungsten or flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it obviously depends on what you're doing, but generally that sort of daylight lifestyle feel, shallow depth of field, mm. um, you know, F2.8 or something. Oh, here we go. Here and we go. That sort of dreamy <laughs> background. Yeah, you like know, it. Just little little blobs of color or texture or tone. Nice. Um, and then um, a a sort of minute bit of detail on the food looking, uh, you know, delicious. <laughs> I always, every time we kind of do something, I'm like, I'm starting, I just had breakfast. <laughs> I could destroy that plate of food. Yeah, <laughs> little tip for the, for, the, for the first ADs is schedule your food shots just before lunch. You'll get sign off on it. You'll, get your, you'll get your client going, yeah, that's great. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> Let's go to lunch. I like that. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. that. I mean, um, you know, yeah, I don't know where we went. Anyway, the, let's put that, so, this is the beauty of it. It's like, you know, we just go down a road. Um, but the art of the art of creating a beautiful plate then. What is it? You know, and I, I've kind of been asking this to editors because it's a dark art to me, but that, that kind of having a plate, is it, is it a gut feeling? Is it looking, trying to make it look, tasty or artful or colorful like what are you are there tick boxes that you go i'm happy with that plate send it out yeah i think i think there's there are definitely there's there's a preconception that you have in your mind of specifically how it should be cooked you know Mm. if it is cooked at all um there's also a collaboration with art you know that will help enhance the plate of food i mean i'm only interested in the food i'm not Yes, <laughs> but there is a, there is a collaboration with art with camera um, yeah. with lighting with everybody mm. we're all there to enhance it but you know specifically art because um you know the plates and the the cutlery the the linen the the glassware the all all the schmutter that goes with it mm. is is really really important and when you've I mean, I, sh- I should probably take you back to a, a bit of the process because yeah. I always think that the easiest thing is to plate the food in my mm. job. It's the easiest part. It's getting to that stage that's the most difficult bit. Nice. Uh, not difficult, but challenging. Yeah. And I mean, in TVC, in commercials, what we do is we, I think one of your questions is about what's, how do you get from, pencil to to shoot yeah yeah and one of the things which is which i think is really really fundamental and it's a bit like your technical recce that you would do mm-hmm. is what we call a cook-up nice and you you probably like people will know the term or whatever but it's a cook-up will avoid a cock-up basically that's what i say great <laughs> love it <laughs> that's a t-shirt it's very fun it's not my cheese but that's a t-shirt there you go that's how i'm going to use that quote. um <laughs> And uh, I mean, what 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 that is is uh, attendees will usually be client agency uh, production. Where does this happen? Director. Are you in a in your kitchen somewhere? In a in we like a... To, we go to a a, a still studio, okay. or I can do it remotely from from home. Whatever, whoever nice. wants to attend. Yeah. Um, and what we do is we go through the food, how it looks as the food and how it looks on a plate or a selection of plates. Mm-hmm. So it kind of signs it off before we go and shoot. Brilliant. So there's no discussion when you get to the shoot, there's nobody going, yeah, I don't really like the um, pink plate. Have yeah. we got any other options? No, it's all agreed beforehand and yeah. we get to shoot and we shoot it and it, and it's quick and it's efficient. Um, and it's usually before they have their PPM or pre-production meeting yep. which is kind of their uh you know they'll do uh all the art department costume mm-hmm. cast um scripts you know everything is finalized in a meeting with the the management you know the agency the client and production that they all agree everything yeah. and it's all signed off and then we shoot and that efficiency the cook-up falls into that sort of efficiency, as it were. Where do you get that cook-up? Like, as a freelancer, 
mm. and it's a food shoot is it coming from the production company or is it the agency to say that we want to use this person and then and then being all in that room do you, are you there before them and then start prepping so it, i guess my yeah. question is have you already had a conversation and they go this is how we like the steak and we like the crisscross and we like the thing so you you can already yeah, start yeah. prepping yeah i think i think them even even before the cook-up you know i will say you know can i have some intel treat director's treatment nice. to have a look at mm -hmm. um if there's any storyboards um and what i what i kind of started to do um in the last few years is do do mood boards for and and write a little bit and say Brilliant. here's what i think just it's not it's not a fate complete it's not mm -hmm. like this is this is what we're doing yeah, yeah this is what i think and it just gets people to discuss things that can be important it's like how will we treat the dollop of mayonnaise that we're putting on yeah you know and and go into a bit of detail on it and i know for a lot of people they're like jesus christ <laughs> what you know what's it come to but yeah. it just saves it saves the conversations yeah. on set when the clock's ticking and everyone's going everyone's standing around and you know we're not shooting anything yeah. Well, that was Matt Clyde said that on, on one of the first ones. He's like, and especially if it comes to food, you're like, if everyone stands around and talks about the shot for 10 minutes, you yeah. know, and you've got, you got 12 shots, there's two hours of the day gone. You know, so it's like, and especially for food that I guess, yeah. you know, there's a matter of times it's like, right, I'm going to be ready in two minutes and camera needs the thing and set and you go, right, I'm ready. And you're walking on. Us then putting the plate on the table when the steak looks perfect, it's sizzling and yeah. it looks beautiful, standing around for 10 minutes talking about the, the knife that's yeah. not going to make the food look good exactly I, I you know it's it's just that efficiency that we we agree everything beforehand yeah. so I, I guess the thing is that if we have all that in place then the easy easy part on the shoot is me just sticking it on the plate and going Brilliant. there like the picture exactly yeah, the nice. same hmm. um and i think the the the, the purpose of the cook-up as well is to give options and say hmm. here's three three plates um, three different plates of food done in different ways. Mm. Pick one and don't pick it now. Have a have a think about it because the worst the worst thing for clients is to say make a decision, make it now, and they're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't mm. I don't like you know all this pressure of having to make a decision. I want to either go back and talk to a colleague about yeah. it, yeah. or I want to have a bit of think time where I sit back and make a good decision. Um, but if you give them choices, um, they'll make better decisions, right? Yeah, yeah. by anyone. You know, as long as yeah. they've got a good filter, mm. it's like yeah, you'll make good decisions. And are there things, you know, because I'm just, I'm picturing now the cook-up and everyone standing around talking about it. Like, are there other things that you need to be thinking about from a, a sign-off perspective? So it's like if you're, say, for instance, doing a, a commercial about, you know, some oven chips, any brand. Are there yeah. other things on the plate that people will kind of go, well, we need to be showing this amount of quantity. We have to have that kind of veg. Do you know, do you talk about everything or just the hero product? Um, I mean, specifically we'll talk, talk about the hero product and then sort of pull back to peripheral. Uh, so oven chips for an example, mm. a bit, bit beige in that sort of color palette. So yeah. we need to give that a background. So maybe, you know, as mundane as it is, it's a pile of peas, but it's yep. a good background because it will hold the color of the golden fries. And then maybe we need a protein source. Mm. Um, but then there's uh, recommended daily amounts and uh, there's, there's the sugar police and the salt police about yep. how much, how much, um, how much sugar is on the plate, how much salt, salt is on the plate, etc., And what is, what is a recommended portion for, are they all useful things to have? You know, will they ever? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The, 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 there's also things about when you pull back even further, it's like what drinks are on the table. Yeah. So, you know, you know about alcohol and, mm -hmm. and, and children and, you know, the, the timings that you can show things then. Mm. Um, you know, you can't air stuff with alcohol. I think it's before nine o'clock. Mm. Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, watershed of, of some description. And and there there are other watersheds for high 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 fat uh, HFSS high fat sugar salt. Um, is is the sort of the the so that salt bay that kind of does all the sugar over his arm thing. It's like, dude, you can't do that. 
You're not allowed to put out video. Yeah, yeah, the salt guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now we've going through those processes. We've had an amazing cook up. You've 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 got the job. You've done. You sent your boards over. Your your mood boards. You've done an amazing cook up. You get to the shoot day. What does a shoot day look like and feel like? What's a great shoot day? Well, how does it how does it work? What 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 can we as assistant directors do to kind of help? Um, I guess it depends where we are. It depends on our location because a lot of, I mean, probably about sixty percent of my work is studio based. Yep. And you know, most of that is really really food specific. So it's like you you might be shooting at inserts for a, a you know a commercial, which is just that sort of five second food sequence of mm-hmm. the you know spinning burger or whatever you know fries falling onto camera high speed world that sort of dream world it might be a bit of that um or we might be on location where we're shooting the food on location you know we're not in that sort of controlled environment in the studio and we're using something like a mobile kitchen yeah um i mean we're we're very used to both and you know enjoy the challenges of both equally um because it, it's you know it's it, it is good fun. I have yeah. to say it, it's like it's a different set of puzzles every time. Yeah. To, to try to figure out, but you're you've done quite a few puzzles in the past. To use an analogy, you've done quite a few puzzles in the past to sort of put it all together. Mm. Um, and I guess the way you guys can help is it's just communication. I mean, it's just that's that's the only that's the only way to do it really is that yeah. we all chat to one another and you know i mean the first thing i i sort of do when i get when i get on location for an example is just say can i have a radio just so you can hear what's you can hear the dialogue you can hear what's going on and you, you'll hopefully have seen a schedule or yeah. you've done a call with the first nice even just to say hi and how's your kids and then yeah, you, nice. know, you know um What's the first shot of the day? And quick that, chat. What's how long? How long yeah. does it take you? Will you that? Will that be a conversation that you'll kind of say? I've seen that we've got like the massive Christmas lunch. Mm. You know, I need a couple of hours. Can can you do? Can you do something else and just let me build up to it? Or is yeah. it nice to sometimes just go right? Hit me with the big things in the morning. I think it. it you know, if you're taught, if you're using the the Christmas lunch for an example, um, mm. I think it's. It, you know, you need a bit of time, a bit of lead time for that. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, that sort of long table of food or whatever. It, 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 sometimes it needs a bit of discussion on the camera as well because they won't have seen the whole thing or, mm. you know, they didn't have the right platter at the cook-up or little little things like that. And it also depends on your client. I mean, it, you know, if it was for homeware, for example, mm. where the food was incidental, then you can kind of say, well, yeah, okay, then they're not really going to be that focused on the food. They Mm. might be, but they're not really. They're more focused on the sort of homeware element. Um, Because if it's for a supermarket, they're going to be focused on the food. And I think you need to give it its time. I think you need to just say, well, build in however many hours or whatever for that shot. And, you know, that's their key shot. That's the most important shot. A lot of the times with... with, you know, with supermarkets and stuff, it might be part of their end frame or yeah, nice. not yeah. necessarily a pack shop because I think, I think, I think a lot of them, um, a lot of food commercials have kind of steered away from pack shops in the last few years, just mm. to have it incidental, to have it as part of the life mm. style rather than, you know, okay, the funny bit where the guys told the joke, that's over. Here's the pack in that kitchen. But, yeah. you know, we're looking at three packs and you're like the consumer kind of wants a bit more. Mm. They kind of want, yeah, I want, I want a bit more lifestyle. So the, the guy might be holding the pack, you know, in a sort of casual way or, or whatever. You so know, I could just say the director going more casual, no, no, yeah. more ca- no, even more casual. That label a bit yeah. More. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just hide it behind move your, your back. finger and then just hold it up a little bit to <laughs> two inches, not too big. No, a little bit to the left. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> Now, have you seen, like, has the set changed from the first time that you did it to where you are now? Is, have things evolved? Have things adapted? What's what's changed? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, one of my first ever commercials, and it was kind of the moment where I felt like, yeah, this is like, this is it, man. I love this. This is really, really great. Um, and this is something I really, really want to do. Um, 
uh, I was an assistant um, uh, and uh, it was it was for uh, Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. And it was those lovely. Uh, the slow-mo famous. Really yeah, locked yeah. off camera. Nice. Uh, Dervla Kerwin doing the voiceover. This is not just Chuck. And we did like I did. It was it was I assisted a guy called Pete Smith, who you have to have on here. OK, great. I'll hit him up. Um, Darling, I'll hit him up. He's he's a uh, he's shown all the way. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, he, you know, he he, he was great. To, he was brilliant to work with. But um, you know, we shot the the chocolate pudding was the first one we did, which wow. is the, the sort of um, the blueprint for the rest of the ads and that you know, sex and chocolate, all that sort of stuff, all that sort of uh, innuendo that was going on with the voiceover, the vignette around the frame. Yeah. Um, you know, slowly breaking into the chocolate pudding, slow melting chocolate coming out of it, cream blending into it. You know, God, I'm getting hungry. Really perfect. Stop it! I'm gonna go to Eminem. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. Um, but you know, all those sort of delicious cues with the sort of sexual undertones as yeah. well. And then you know, I remember doing that, and then MNS coming in because this is this is the thing that I mean, a lot of us don't don't really see it we think we made a really nice ad mm. but the guys who are like the client and agency who are taking taking the risk as it were mm. they're looking at the numbers they're looking at how many chocolate puddings did we sell sold out and they looked at they looked at the chocolate puddings how many they sold and they sold out and yeah. then they said to the manufacturer you need to make some more of these and they were like okay we can make like lots of them and they were like yeah that sounds good that sounds like the right number and they made lots and they sold out again wow and the consumer meanwhile the consumer's going oh they sold out of those chocolate puddings again and then mns <laughs> went to the chocolate cart again and said you really need to make lots more, of <laughs> lots more. and they kept you know it kept on selling out because yeah. you know and that's you know sometimes we forget that that's the measurement of our success mm. is that the numbers we've done the numbers as well yeah. as well as making a really great spot that was on every treatment a reference that chocolate pudding shop was every treatment that you read from then on for the next Damn five straight. to ten that was on it and those sort of this is we want it to look like MS. Mm. I mean now it's now it's kind of Lurpak is this sort of benchmark. Yeah. But they um yeah every you know and that that's a that's a great element of success yeah. where you can marry the two and say we did the numbers so the client's mega happy and yeah. it's gonna book us all again. Yeah. Same team, everyone's in it, you know, we're all on a gig. And then you know we rate we make a really nice spot where other yeah. clients go, did you make that chocolate pudding ad? Yeah, yeah, we did it. Oh, okay. We want you to do our ad as well. And it's like, it's like, yes, we're, let's, we're in Clover, man. Yeah, let's, let's delve into that. So that that first time, that on that first job, you're like, you know, these clients in these agency, they're taking a bit of a, a bit of a gamble because it is super close up and it's all the rest of it. What was the prep for that job like? Had you kind of, was it just a normal job and the camera was just tighter in or did you have to, go through the processes more what what was it was it quite an exciting job to be on yeah it, it was it was it was really really exciting and and i mean i wasn't i was i was only the assistant on it mm -hmm. um, it must be 2005 i think it was mm -hmm. um and you know pete, pete who, who was the, the the sort of lead food stylist home economist on it is great because he he taught me a lot of stuff like the soundboards thing of like what do you think let's just play around with stuff rather than, you know, that's it and walk away from it, you know, yeah. constantly playing around, constantly tinkering with stuff. Cause you know, different temperatures will give you different results and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, different, the way you treat the food will give you, will give you different results. It's a bit like special effects or whatever. Um, and I, I think that the guy who shot it, I'm, I'm dropping a lot of names here, but you know, the people are, people are, um, there's a guy called Charlie Stebbings, mm -hmm. who's lovely man, real gentleman, um, who was a stills photographer, did food, um, real classic um, sort of Dutch masters style lighting, really, really beautiful shots, really beautiful images. All his, his original photography would have been shot on large format cameras, like a 10.8, mm -hmm. you know, which is a big old bellows camera. 
Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know, but I'll. I'll which have is a all sort of manually operated, all shot on film. We shot yeah. all that on film as well. Um, oh, the thirty-five mil back in the yeah two thousand five yeah. would have been yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah. 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 Um, so I mean they they would have they would have looked at all of the products beforehand mm-hmm. and said you know married things up like say that chocolate pudding can't just be a chocolate pudding on its own it needs some cream on it which cream do we use um and then you know with certain things if you're if you're adding things into products uh you'll you will have to say to the client can you get enough of that in case you sell you know you have what 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 they call what's in the dictionary as the delia effect um you put things on the television and they will sell yeah. So Delia was doing a recipe years and years ago and she used cranberries in the recipe. And the next day, it was a BBC two program, next day, I think it was frozen cranberries. You know, the the that sort of marked effect on the on the graph was like that of frozen cranberries the mm. next day. And ja- Jamie has the same thing where, yeah. you know, an unusual ingredients or something, name drop the unusual agreement. Next day there's a massive spike in mm demand uh or people people buying it or whatever um i'm going down a massive rabbit hole here great no let's do it it's it's beautiful it's just just to make sure that they had enough of that cream because that cream was like a madagascan vanilla or something you know extra thick or you know something it wasn't just double cream straight out of the pot or whatever yeah yeah yeah. Um, and they would have looked at that and and then we also shot in that series we shot a roast chicken like mm-hmm. an oakum chicken, which is their sort of standard British chicken. Is that easy um, to make look beautiful on camera? It's it's tricky. It uh, yeah, it's tricky because uh, the, the 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 frame the frame was just that that lovely carve mm. and how tender and delicate the the chicken came away from the skin because it was a whole chicken. Yeah, um, and then revealing that lovely texture inside um, and a little bit of steam to sort of help sort of sell it. See, because some um, people look at, you know, it's like there's like YouTube videos and it's like, oh, they just use a tampon with hot water. It's like, no, no, these people are making beautiful. Food. It's like you're, you're not cheat. We're not cheating this stuff. No, 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 no. I, I think there's I think like you, you, you definitely the, the, the age of um, the age of um, uh, digital cameras yeah. has really, really helped us because you can just shoot it. You can just stick it in and shoot it as long as as long as it's already it's on its marks and it's it's good to go so therefore you can use real steam as long as it's as long as it's lit properly and mm. everybody's ready um you know you can you can do things for real um and i think again another rabbit hole we're going down but i think the I love the rabbit hole it's great <laughs> i love them <laughs> i think um, i think that i think Everyone wants to see reality, you know, and yeah. you can't argue with reality either. It looks, you know, it, it looks savvy. savvy. Yeah, it people are savvy, savvy now. Yeah. And I don't know what, what we're shooting in these days. It's like 4K, 6K, whatever. I think I saw something about 8, 16. Is it like an really? 8K and a 16K? But I, I don't even know if you can actually get it. Anyway, I'm now but going that, down a rabbit hole. The detail, the detail that the yeah. camera picks up, it's like it has to be real mm. because if you used what people used in the past and you know, I've used it as well. I, I'm not going to reveal my tricks. <laughs> Damn it. You know, oh, that's it. I feel like you've, got, <laughs> you've got them there. <laughs> yeah. You've got them there if you need them. But if, if you, if you do it, you will see the brush strokes of, you know, on yeah. the, you know, on the lacquer or whatever. It's, mm. it's like, you will see all that. Mm. So why don't you just do it for real? And it, it looks real. And, it requires a bit more, a bit more thoughtful sort of um, prep, preparation, as it were. So everything is ready, and mm. you might need eight ovens rather than three. But yeah. and you might need to do it in stages or whatever. But you know, I prefer, I definitely prefer doing it for real. I mean, I know that sounds really earnest, but um, oh. yeah, I definitely prefer it because you can't argue with it. It's like no, that's that's how it looks. You know. It, and and that's how it looks at its most beautiful rather than does it take you back you know, to being thing. uh in the in the in the chefing business where you were making a plate of food for someone to eat does it give you that sense of there it there there it is i'm loving it you know yeah, enjoy I, that I guess, 
Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? I mean, you, you kind of want to you want to eat it rather than I don't know. I, I, I just think with the definition of the camera, it, you can just see all the detail. Mm. Excuse me, you can see everything. Um, now having that, you know, having that. It kind of feels like I've kind of come back full circle to that plate of food when you were in the chef. Now, would you would you have any advice for that younger self when you were in that restaurant thinking back? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to trying to trying to think what I might have written down. <laughs> yeah, I kind of threw that one in there. Sorry, it just felt like a good time to ask it. I think, I think in some ways. I'd ask for more advice. I'd ask for more help from people. Mm. Um, and you, you, cause you, it's, it's just, it's gone back to the ideas thing. It's like, there's the, you know, there's the, the choices, like if, if, if people are, if people are giving you loads of choices, you mm. then have to be able to filter those choices mm. to say which one, is the best one or whatever but you need all those choices yeah. to make you know to make really good decisions and you know i just I, I think it's just using the people around you you know whether they're above you on the call sheet or below you on the call sheet you use all those people to help you make good decisions um nice because they all you know everyone everyone has an idea everyone has a you know, it's like the fried egg analogy. You do your fried egg yeah, that yeah. way, and yeah. I do mine this way. <laughs> and I think mine's better than yours, and you think yours is better than mine. And it's just finding, you know, I don't know, it's just finding a way of making the best one that everyone thinks is, oh, that looks really good. Mm. Everyone thinks it's really good. So yeah. Have M&S done a, a fried egg cracking? That feels like that could be a nice on a bacon sandwich. <laughs> yolk porn. Yeah, the yolk just coming out. That, <laughs> that's it. Trademark. Copyright. Let's do it. Let's just film, we'll film it. We'll get on a Zoom call later on today and film it. Um, we'll just shoot it on these. One of these things will do. Yeah, it, man. Um, like, I, f I feel like we've kind of hit 45, maybe even gone past the 45, but I've, I've loved it. This has been amazing. No, it's been um, great, man. I normally like to... to, to give you an opportunity to kind of give a shout out to someone or something an organization or people but but is there anyone in your head that you'd want to give a, a shout out to i think number one is my boy chris gates who right. works with me uh, pretty much every job um he was uh, chris has got a really interesting background um he's famous i've seen him yeah. on the telly <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he's also he's also great at you know he's got a really it's sort of encyclopedic mind of, mm. of food and is really interested in food and looks at things differently than the way I look at them and it's Amazing. great to have somebody just to say what do you think and he just doesn't go lip service yeah it looks great he'll yeah. go no this that and t'other and he puts up with a lot of shit from me <laughs> because <laughs> because I'm like the flakiest person in the world about, you know, committing to something. It's like, uh, he'll say, oh, we need to ice that cake. I'm like, no, no, let's not ice the cake because they'll change their mind about the color of the icing and stuff like that. And he'll mm. go, oh God, we need to ice it. And I'll be like, have you iced that cake yet? <laughs> I asked you an hour <laughs> ago. You said. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Classic. Yeah, but he's uh, no, he's great. And he's, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's like, invaluable to have somebody like that who's you know pushes really, you i guess what's that it pushes you you gotta yeah kinda, absolutely you know and he's, he's really brilliant at his job and you know re a real pro you know nice. really really good um yeah him and um moving on from chris uh <laughs> i'll get the check off him later um uh, yeah just just everyone everyone who's like we're all we're all not working at the moment ish yeah. you know i know we're i know we're doing stuff but um yeah don't don't feel too bad about it it's it's okay you know mm. everyone's everyone's in the same boat across the industry yeah um you know keep thinking about how we're going to um get back to it and what we're going to do because we're going to have to take some measures mm. um you know to make our environment safe and 
you know, to make sure that things like this don't happen again, or if they do, that they're controlled. So, you know, try and be positive. Everyone's everyone's in the same boat. Nice. Shut off all your bills. Yeah. Um, you know, enjoy the time with your family yeah. if you have one. Uh, enjoy the time in the garden if you have one. Enjoy the time cooking if you like cooking, <laughs> making bread or whatever you're doing. But you know, yeah. we we will be back at it soon, and you know, think about how we're going to change it a little bit because it's a good opportunity to change it as well. Amazing, love it. Yeah, well, I'd normally I'd normally give an outro, like summarising and having a thing, but I'm not even going to bother. That was beautiful. <laughs> Listen to the man, enjoy it. Um, uh, Dirty yeah. room. <laughs> a very nice bike hanging on the wall. Don't you? Well, for everyone that's that's listening on the podcast, we're we're like I'm in just a normal black tea, but Ferg's he's ready for a big <laughs> long cycle. He has got his cycle top on, the bike's in the back. He is that's ready right. to go out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for everyone that's been listening, I just want to give you the first thank you um, for coming on and f- for for kind of being as open and as honest and and for kind of showing us your world you know it's like as film crew we're all so yes it's a massive family but actually when you break it down we're all just these little individual jigsaw puzzles and sometimes the bit on the top right corner has no idea what the bottom left corner is doing and i'm hoping that people listen to this and go you know it's like oh why are the runners always asking me for power to run the thing it's like oh because he's got a five o'clock you know it's like we're all in it together and everyone's helping each other and you know, next time we go back on set, there'll be someone go, oh, it's the fuck, it's famous fuck. <laughs> look at this guy, the cyclist. Um, but look, yes, I want to thank you um, for your time. I'm not going to take up any more of it because I know it's precious, as you said, family, exercise, all the rest of it. And um, let's get on a Zoom call and start making this fried egg commercial because I'm telling you, we're going to be fucking famous. Yeah, um, but I don't like how you do yours, man. <laughs> All right, you make mine. That's cool. I'll be around for breakfast. Thanks, man. Um, So, ladies and gents, until we meet again, share it, subscribe, review, send a little thing, drop me a little message. And until we meet again... So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film Gods Podcast.